go. This is our uh, newest episode. I feel like we haven't done this in a while. And so I'm happy that we have returned. Um, a lot has happened since we last talked. And, and so uh, we would like to use this time to debrief. But in doing so, and I think um, kind of broader terms um, today, um, and so I actually scripted out the beginning uh, and so because I, I want to make sure that we stay on message. So here it is. Um, I was reading a very wonderful essay by George Saunders, and in it he interviews people who, goes to, who go to rallies, uh, red and blue, people that were for Trump, people that were for Hillary, um, and he just wanted to interview them. And what he found is what you probably think you will have found. He found a lot of disgusting people on both sides of the aisle, people who were, you know, pretty out there in their thoughts, but that, he thought that was a kind of a minority. What he saw that really surprised him on both sides, red, blue, uh, Trump, Hillary, were a lot of really good people who are scared on both sides, scared of what the country it will turn into in a 2018, 2019, 2020 environment. And he found a lot of people on both sides who openly openly de de denounce racism, denounce sexism, denounce all those things on both sides. And so I got to thinking, wow, this is America. America has both these people on both sides who are very decent, very good people. And so I'm interested in, in communities and community building. And I'm wondering what you seniors think is the function of communities, meaning how do we engage all people, regardless of their political affiliations, regardless of where they are, knowing that a large amount of people are decent and a large amount of people are openly against any kind of hatred, how do we go about building a kind of community that honors all those people and not feeling like people are being left out of it? And I think we, as a community, we stumble, we make mistakes and all that. But I wonder what you think about that as seniors. How do you go about doing that? How, what's the role of communities? How do we form communities that are aware that, yes, there will be a slither of people who are just, lack of a better word, just kind of, foul, right? Um, but a large amount of people are not, or just, they just aren't. And how do we go about doing that work? It's a very hard question I'm asking you, but I'm just interested in your thoughts. We can chip away at it, uh, how you think about do it, talking about it. But I'm just interested in this idea of community building with people of different um, beliefs and thought systems. And with that, I pass it to Abby. Oh, yeah, he has to leave. <laughs> so... Am I just going to be asking follow-up questions? You can actually begin. Okay. Your thoughts. Okay. Um, so I guess the, like, the first step that I saw like GA as a community taking towards accepting everyone was um, the morning meeting announcement. Oh, sorry, my stomach is growing. Uh, the morning me meeting announcement on, when was that, Monday? Was that last Monday? I don't know. Anyway. Um, and so, but I know there was, like, a lot of varying opinions on that, but I think, like, the purpose of it was pretty clear, was just um, to inform the community about, like, how we're trying to be an accepting community. And I heard a lot of people saying how, like, they felt alienated by that. So, I don't know. That was, like, my opinion was that it was good and and just basically was something that was needed to say about, like, who we want to be seen as as a community. But I don't know. That's what I thought. Um, yeah, I mean, just like when 
we talk about that sort of thing. I think in general, it's important that like, um, no matter what your opinions are, you try to understand where everyone else is coming from. Because like, I think like the paper that um, he talked about, um, I think most people are don't come out of a place of like hatred and like racism, sexism. I think most people have their beliefs for like other more personal reasons. And I think like even in situations like this election where everything's very polarized, I think it's important to try to understand like specifically where someone is coming from and why someone would support one candidate over another or one political side of the spectrum over another. Um, Cause like, I don't know. I think sometimes people jump to like the assumption that like, oh, you support candidate A, so you're a bad person, or you support candidate B, so you're a bigot. And like, I don't know. I just think it's good to try to think about it from someone else's perspective. Um, so speaking to that, like uh, the Friday of the election week, um, I actually just like, what was it? I don't know. So I stay at home and I was with my mom. That's what I do on Fridays. And so I was watching, <laughs> I was watching, um, I was watching Trumpland, which is like a documentary by Michael Moore about, um, like it was right after Trump got elected as the Republican nominee. And so he basically just went and interviewed, like, these four people and followed their lives who were Trump supporters. Um, and, like, basically was like, why are you a Trump supporter? Because he's, like, a really big liberal Democrat. Um, and so, it, I don't know, I thought that was really interesting because um, it definitely, like, what you were saying, Katie, like, it, it definitely opened my eyes to why some people would be supporting Trump. Like, there's this guy that was just, like, so poor and so in need of a job and was living in this shack and didn't have enough money for electricity. He was like, I'm a Trump supporter because I need a job. And I mean, he proceeded to say some other things I didn't agree with, but that was later. And so I think it, um, I definitely agree that like um, we need to be listening to others and understanding other people's perspectives. Yeah, I think it's very important to understand other people's positions, like we've been saying, no matter, like, what position you hold yourself. So even if you, like, super are on one side, I think in order to, like, bring about conversations, you can't, like, just shun away or, like, turn your back to, like, the uh, like another political party or something. Like, you have to have active conversations, and you can't just shut people out because when you, like, shut people out, then that's, I feel like, when we don't make any sort of progress. Um, yeah, yeah, and just to expand upon that, like, um, I think sometimes a lot of what happens is, um, people look at what other people are saying, and they, like, like, they think someone's overreacting, or they think someone else is underreacting, and, like, they judge, I guess, everyone else's reaction to, like, this election and stuff like it, um, kind of lost my train of thought. <laughs> It's about the, we're trying to talk about like how to foster community um, spirit that's welcoming in this political climate.
Um, I, th I think one of the, maybe the problems with the discussions I had with people about the election was that um, they were largely not very kind of opt-in sort of discussions. And they were very, I guess, forced into, you know, there's a very polarized topic and other people are talking about them. So you feel like you have to defend your views. And it becomes very antagonistic of how, you know, you're trying to basically just fight for kind of, you know, believing that you're ideas were right and that you were justified. So I feel like maybe in trying to build a better community about, you know, centered around discourse and everything, it should not so much be, you know, just confronting tough topics like that, but also being very opt-in. Like, if you don't want to talk about, you know, the election or anything, you can do that. And I think that might foster a little bit more of an inclusive atmosphere with that. Um, I agree. I think specifically for this podcast, the question um, isn't exactly about the election, but it's more about the discussion around election or um, difficulties with discussing it. So I think that itself is a safer topic than just discussing like who you believe in or what you believe in, but trying to make it safer. I think that's that's an easier way to talk about it. So I'll ask a follow-up question. How do you make it safer? Um, not not forcing the conversation. I think people are here because either they choose to be, um, even though it was like a request, but still people come because they want to, to the specific discussion. So I think um, definitely not forcing discussion, but maybe um, not necessarily forcing, but making people, I think, listen or at least trying to listen, but they don't necessarily have to respond or speak. Okay. Um, so I think GA does a good job with the whole community thing, um, especially with the election, because we've had all the assemblies and such. So they, I feel like we've all had a very good chunk of time spent talking about Democratic beliefs, Republican beliefs, Libertarian, Green Party, all that. Um, and that's not necessarily forced. Like, yes, we had to go to the assembly. Yes, we had to participate in the survey, whatever. But I think many of us still like had our own conversations about it, so that's not forced, and it's still like a safe place to talk about your opinions, and that like kind of helps the community thing. So, um, with the whole like the protests and major cities and stuff, and I've even sort of seen some forms of it here at GA with like the not my president stuff, all that. Um, I feel like. That's probably the biggest danger to us is not accepting our elect as the president because he's the president. Like, there's no getting around that for the next four years unless some disaster happens where, or thing happens where he can no longer serve or is killed or something. So, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I, I was just, I just, I just said it outright. But um, yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't really favoring either side, but um, this football player who, NFL football player, I forget who it is, I forget what team he plays for, but um, when I was checking my Twitter, it came up on my feed, and um, it's it was a quote, and he, he wasn't for Trump at all, but he, he said, um, wishing Trump to have a bad 
presidency or, or to fail as president is like wishing the plane oh, you're on to go pilot. down. Yeah, 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 something like that. Yeah. So I feel like, um, yeah, he lost and like, or Hillary, Hillary lost, sorry. Um, and, he won, and he won, but us dividing and still not coming together behind him or giving him any sort of support, not knowing how good of a job we will do is, is not good for our community. We have to come together and support him and see, like be optimistic about, about it, even though you might as not, might well have not have wanted him to win, so. So, um, I don't exactly agree with what you said. Um, I think that protesting and making your views known doesn't have to be a bad thing. Obviously, I don't think it's good when people get violent, but I don't think that just because he's the president-elect that all the things that he's done that people disagree with have to be forgotten. And there's a quote that I read from Theodore Roosevelt, former president, that says, Patriotism means to stand by the country. It does not mean to stand by the president or any other public official, save exactly to the degree in which he himself stands by the country. It is patriotic to support him insofar as he efficiently serves the country. It is unpatriotic not to oppose him, as the exact extent that by inefficiency or otherwise he fails in his duty to stand by the country. In either event, it is unpatriotic not to tell the truth, whether about the president or anyone else. Um, so I actually, like, have a thing about the protest, too. So um, I think that, like, so for me personally, like, obviously, I was not for Trump. But um, so I have two things. So I agree, like, the whole not my president thing, I think, yeah, like, we have a democracy and we're accepting that, like, that is our president. So but my issue is that, like, if we're just immediately complacent and don't protest, like, the people who are against Trump, like, if they don't protest, like, the rest of the world sees us as, like, complacent with Trump, and I think it's important for a lot of people to at least feel as though their voices are being heard, that they're not complacent, because, like, when, um, I've said this a couple times, like, in, in a couple discussions, but, like, I got texts the day of the election from, like, people in Spain, and they were like, oh, are you for Trump or Hillary? And, like, when I was over there, people asked me if I like Donald Trump, and I was like, of course not, and then, like, suddenly he's our president, so I think, like, it's just important for me, at least, that, like, the rest of the world doesn't think we're totally supportive of him. But I do definitely believe that, like, we have to at some point try to reconcile and, like, come together as a country to be able to, like, be progressive and move forward with it. Um, yeah, and I think maybe one misconception about the protests is that they're all, let's make Trump not our president because obviously that's not going to happen. Um, but I think what a lot of the protests are and the aim of them is to sort of uh, draw attention to the fact that people aren't just going to be complacent with him if he starts to do things that are hurting the country, hurting people in the country. I think they're protests against the sort of things he said and maybe, um, I don't know, trying, people trying to get their voices heard and trying to say, like, if you start hurting people, if you start um, making this country dangerous for certain people, we're not going to stand for it. So that's what I've seen most of the protests as, rather than we don't want Trump to be president at all and we're going to not let him be president. 
Okay. Um, as far as like within the school environment, back to the original question, I'm not gonna. I I don't disagree with either one of you. I agree with Pat in the way that we have to move on, and that you know he is our president now. So obviously, I'm I wasn't a supporter of Trump, but we have to respect what was ha- what happened, and hopefully he does what he does the right thing, right? But um, as far as the school environment, I just hope people aren't you know insensitive to the people that were really emotionally though distraught and hurt by what happened because some people like came in with like shirts saying like Kelly for prison like like you know and some really like you know distasteful shirts and like distasteful things that on it and I just think that was really insensitive and people like for example say someone came in you know tearing up or you know really sad and they'd be like why are they why are they sad why are they crying like don't act like you don't know who Trump is or like what you know he what he has said. You know what I mean. Like, don't don't be insensitive to like people other other people's feelings. That's that's my thing. Like, don't get me wrong. Well, I respect the decision. I like let's see what happens, and I'm I'm supportive at this point. But you know, let's just hope that people aren't insensitive to other people's feelings. Like, if someone's down and upset, you know what you know what he said. You know what he's he said you know, in the public about women or race or you know other things. So that's my other thing. Like with the pro with the protest part. Like when what Katie and Abby were saying, I think um, people are just fighting for their rights and fighting for you know their voices to be heard. But also, what Pat what Pat's saying is, you know, let's let's move on. I think we can do both at the same time when it when it comes to in the school environment. Um, back to the protest. Sorry, I have to bring this back, but um. <laughs> I'm not really, I don't understand, quite frankly, um, the reason behind the protests yet. Like, I understand, like, if he does something to hurt the country, I do completely understand and would support protests if it was harmful to us as a nation. But I feel like protesting now, like, he hasn't even been sworn in or anything. So I feel like he's obviously done stuff in the past, but I don't think there's any reason to protest now. Because um, because it's right after the election, like there weren't right after the election, so it seems just because of the timeline that it's because it's it's like a protest against his him being elected as as the president. So that's um, at the risk of getting too specific. Um, I think people are protesting because they're scared of the thing he things he said. Like his running mate supports gay conversion therapy. He's elected a white supremacist to his cabinet. I think these things are um, things that he's done that a protest is a reasonable response to. Um, (laughs) so I guess, um, to bring it back to like what the original question was, (laughs) Um, no, it's not, it's like all of us are talking about it. Um, so like, I guess if we like see all this stuff happening with, um, protests and everything, um, and like, I mean, I think it's safe to say there's a, somewhat of a divide in our school even. So do you guys have any ideas of like how to bridge that divide or how to like make it more unified? Because I feel like if we can do it within our school, then like 
I don't know. I'm not asking how to like bridge together the country right now because that's, <laughs> but like a, like on a mini scale, like within the GA community, does anyone have any ideas of like how to come together? So I think one of the biggest things that like we probably need to focus on is obviously conversation and discourse is a powerful thing, but we need to do so in a way that's not really aggressive and we sort of <clears throat> understand, I guess, what other people are thinking. So although you may disagree with what other people are thinking, I think it's like you have to do it almost without like a polarizing lens. Like you have to just like look at the ideas for what the ideas are almost. I agree with Peter. I think the way we can come together to school about this is like not to go at it aggressively. And also just I think we should just, if people are really interested in this, just sit back and think of why, you know, why the results were the way they were. Like, you know, obviously people had their views and some people, you know, they said one thing and then they voted another way. So I think we could, if we sit back and look at the, the data and the statistics on what really happened, I think people, like, I think people can come, like, as a community, we can get around that and we can be more understanding. You know what I mean? I think that that would be benef more, a lot, really beneficial. I think we also need to differentiate the difference, <laughs> differentiate the difference. <laughs> we just set apart, like, a... Uh, debate and conversation they're two separate things so a debate is obviously i guess you can say is like to win like a conversation or win the argument and a conversation isn't to win anything it's rather to come together and just talk about uh what you think what they think and i don't know not there's no clear winner so if we just get rid of the idea that uh, Hillary versus Clinton is, I mean, Hillary, <laughs> Hillary, Hillary Donald Trump is, uh, is a conversation for debate. Like, that's over. Uh, he's the, the president. But rather, how do we talk about it in a way that um, that makes everybody feel included and not um, targeted? Because I, feel, I think both sides of... Um, of the idea or being feel targeted one way or another. If you supported Trump, people might think, uh, you may think people think you're a racist or a sexist person. Um, when that, the case may be that it's just the minority of Trump supporters. And then if you're a Hillary Clinton supporter, um, I don't know, there are probably some other nasty things that are, are being said about them. But just difference between debate and conversation. Um, yeah, wh whether you have a debate or a conversation, I agree with Evan, you have to look at the facts of, you know, why this person won, but then also, if you're, you know, arguing one way or the other, you have to, I like the fact-checking during the debates, I don't know, I thought it was helpful, like, people can say anything they want, but whether it's true or whether it actually happened is something different, and I think a lot of people tend to ignore that, they just can say whatever, and then that's, you know, what people believe. But I think if you look at the facts or you have like a structured conversation where they can fact check or can back it up with some proof, then I think that's that's more helpful. Um, I think we also have to encourage people to think independently because I think a lot of people who have such strong opinions, it's kind of coming from what their friends think or certain friend groups. I'm sure everyone knows like or can think of an example. Certain friend groups are very like for one side and other friend groups are for another side and oftentimes they don't really have anything to back that it's just like 
oh, my friends are wearing this T-shirt, so, like, it's funny. Like, let's all do it. And I think people need to think independently and compassionately and come up with their own opinions separate from their friend group. I think going off what Jess said, I think it's, like, really important to think about what, like, you personally think about a certain subject and whether, like, say you align Democrat, like, you can have opinions that are not necessarily directly in line with that party. And I think that's important is we need to understand sort of what we believe and, like, talk about it, like, from your perspective, I guess. But I also think one of the biggest things is we need to be able to have healthy conversations where everyone feels like they can participate and not make judgments about other people. Yeah, and I think it's important to like not devalue someone's argument or like devalue what someone's saying just because that they just because they primarily side like with a political party that disagrees with you. Like I think it's important to listen to the specifics of people of what people say rather than just taking their political beliefs at face value. Um, I feel like GA as a, as like a community has been pretty good, uh, like surprisingly good after the election. Um, like the, 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 f the first few days after the election, yeah, it was changed, but I feel like it's back to normal. Nothing's changed or anything. Like GA still remain the same. Honestly, different conversations arise in the hallways and stuff, but us as a community, like the whole dynamic of like, like, the election kind of put a downer on Spirit Week for GAPC Day, but uh, <laughs> but um, not not to say that's the biggest issue I should really be mentioning right now. But um, yeah, but uh, GA as a community has been strong and and it's been pretty much normal after the after the first week after the election. So. I agree with Pat to an extent. I think. I think we are we are kind of normal, but there are there have been some oh, one major incident, a couple major incidents that that the fact that the fact that you know Trump won. I think people are really they believe that they can really say whatever they want anywhere, and I think that's a, an issue. That's been that that issue's been before you know the election, but I think it's even increased at this rate, and I, I think that's a huge problem. That GA has, and I think they are they are trying to fix it. But I'm not I'm not going to say that we're the same. I think that's still a big issue, and it's it's increasing. And if we don't, you know, stop it now, it'll it'll continue to increase at a high rate. So, and going off with Evan said, we have our First Amendment rights, but we have to like check ourselves at certain points. Like, there's obviously things that we shouldn't be saying. Good place to sign off. Wait. I didn't say it earlier, but um, <laughs> as you know, this podcast is brought to you by the New Community Project, always. <laughs> I have no idea what was said here, but uh, hopefully it was amazing. So anyway, I hope to see you all next time. <laughs>